0: Welcome to Legacy Builder, the podcast where millennial moms and women like you come to learn how to monetize your gifts and create generational wealth. I'm your host, Lori Richardson. I'm a serial entrepreneur, a wife and a mother. So are you ready to make the changes to create the life that you want to live? All right, then let's go. So welcome, welcome to the Legacy Builder podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today. Uh, She is doing amazing things in the real estate space, crushing it, killing goals, and mentoring other women along the way. So um, I would like to introduce Ms. Sheena Mullins to to the guest chair, and I want to thank you so much for gracing us with your presence here on the podcast. The so, Machina Mullins, can you please give us a little bit of an introduction? Yes, I'd style. be glad
1: to. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, we have, uh, I felt like we've met, but we haven't. Unfortunately, we have uh, tried to do this a bunch of times, but life <laughs> happens. And we are here. We got it. I looked at an opportunity on my schedule, and I was like, you know what? I'd be remiss to not call her to tell her or or schedule this on your calendar. Um so I saw that I had a moment. I was like, let me do this. I promise that I'm gonna uh do this and make this up. So I wanted to do that. But yes, I'm Sheena Mullins and uh known as the awesome. wholesale queen. Yay. I uh do coach and mentorship uh in the real estate world, um wholesaling real estate all over uh the US in states that it's allowed.
0: Awesome. So Um, let's actually first start out because there are still a lot of people who do not know what wholesaling is. So can you kind of break that down a little bit about what wholesaling is? I
1: absolutely will. So wholesaling real estate is where we find properties that is considered off market and off market is um, not listed in multiple listing service. They're not publicly placed with an agent. And we're actually able to get these properties at a discounted price Uh, maybe due to repairs needed, um, situations that are unforeseen, divorce, foreclosures, um, different different scenarios. And what we are able to do is get them in at a deeply discounted price because of these things. And we find the end buyers for these properties. Now, um, I know that some people uh, think that I'm an agent a lot and I'm not an agent. I'm not a real estate agent. Um, However, I do work with all scopes Mm -hmm. of real estate, whether it's on the commercial side or it's just single family. And we're able to actually get these properties and help these homeowners. And whether people know it or not, we are providing a service to the community. We are getting homes that are that has has been empty, vacant, you know, um, infested. We are getting all the stuff that people don't want to touch off and and cleaning up communities doing it.
0: Thanks for explaining that. So what actually piqued your interest to actually get into the industry or to get started?
1: I started taking my real estate class and I discovered this method and I decided this was the method that I was going to take. And the greatest part about it is, you know, I don't have to share my commission. I don't have to share my assignment fees if I choose to. I'm also not told how much I'm going to get in percentages. So that is why this is just the avenue that I'm going to take. And I love this avenue. But more importantly, when I learned what, um, what wholesaling was and what we are able to do with it, I thought about how many people are in dire situations. Like they really um, may be about to lose their home and they don't have another out. And I just, stayed the pre-foreclosure last month. And what we were able to do is procure that loan by paying it off, giving that person a clean slate, and they were able to take their proceeds and buy them a new home. So it doesn't put people in um, a, a bad situation. They're not losing their home and have bad credit and can't get anything else. With this method, we're helping them. And everybody should be happy about that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So I find it funny because you said, I went to go start my real estate license. And then you're like, well, okay, I didn't know about <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> so let me try this and see if it works. Yep, that's absolutely what happened. I learned about wholesale and I was just simply Googling. What can I do to be a savvy realtor? I wanted to you know, do what every other agent does. And I'm not saying that their work is easy because we're essential to each other, whether people know that or not. I partner with a lot of real estate agents and brokers um, in several different states. And you know, I've made great relationships with a lot of them. Sometimes they have properties that just won't fit that description that can't be listed because as you know, certain home buyers um are not coming to the table with cash all the time they have to have loans, and when you're dealing with things like f h a and mm. uh, the conventional loans, they have requirement and stipulations, so these houses have to meet a certain code and a certain standard, which most of these uh repairable properties that need the repairs they don't meet them
0: Wow, wow so um I guess so to speak, oh okay, let me break this down. so you are pretty much the connector between the person who has the property and then they need to do something with it, and then you're saying, "Okay, well, let me connect them with somebody who will actually take this on. So what I correct?
1: do, and I like to just call it cut cut and dry. I'm the middle woman, and i I am the middleman. So what I am doing is essentially contracting with that owner, and then I am assigning it to a qualified cash buyer and or hard money uh, a person that's going to use hard money and hard money is just a specific type of loan that they can use it has uh some different interests um when it comes to the rates they're higher because it's it's done quickly and um people use them for things like construction and um it's the purpose of it is to do a quick turnaround so um if they're not coming straight with cash we will allow that hard money to close out that deal and depending on what state i'm using we use the same closing attorney for most states where they're licensed and in other states we actually use title companies to actually pull that title, making sure that we're delivering clean, clear titles to these uh end buyers that we're not giving things that have liens on them, um, that have judgments against them. That is what I promise and that is what I will deliver to all of my buyers. And I make sure of that before they
0: actually purchase and um go into the actual closing with me. Got it. Awesome. Things are breaking that down because again, it's it's still a lot. Um and it's something that's still kind of new. Well, it's not new because the wholesaling has oh, been around for a yeah. long time. But there are a lot of people who still don't know what wholesaling is and the whole game. And it's it's a game changer. It is definitely. Um, so definitely. how is it like when you first got started, like um, kind of break that down. Yeah, Can you break that down? Like how you got started with your first deal and to kind of like, you know, how you, where you are today? Yeah.
1: So my first deal was by referral and that is one of the biggest systems that you can have and people tend to forget about that good old system referrals never go old when there is no social media when there was no um you know digital marketing back in the day how did businesses flourish it was by the good old you refer someone someone to me and i'm gonna pay your referral fee but the greatest part is delivering great service and when you do a good job people don't mind sending people to you so i try to make sure that My office, my team is delivering a great product, also delivering great service. And when I first got my first deal, it was a referral. I didn't go the traditional route. Most wholesalers are doing what they call drive for dollars. Most of them are doing cold calling or door knocking. And that wasn't Mm -hmm. a method that I took. And that opened up an avenue for me because instead of getting into something reinventing the wheel, I just used it to help build my business. So referrals is very big to me and my company and I believe in it. And that's about 60% of my business.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um in order to get that first referral, what did you do? Did you just reach out to friends and family and say, hey, um, you know, I'm I become a real estate investor. Um, how did that process work?
1: I actually um, went to a property and I was networking. Um, I saw some construction going on. I got out, started talking to the people at the site. I met a developer and that developer thought of me later on, about a month and a half later. And they say, hey, I, I know a young lady that would be good to actually help you get you connected to get this property sold because they were trying to list it and it didn't. It wouldn't meet the criteria to be listed um, unless they list it as is. Now, yes, realtors can list these properties as is but the odds of them um, getting it done quickly and as fast as I may be able to do it. And back then I didn't know what I was doing. So it wasn't like I had a massive buyers list or all these investors, I didn't have that. Um, so I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't have it. And I got that referral and I found a buyer and it it just worked out and it was very, very smooth. And I'm like, wait, this is it. This is all that it takes. How can I duplicate this? <laughs> the, the second. Part of my business and the part that really drives my business and takes these deals to the closing table is building the, the relationships. The referrals are great. Building these relationships are better. And when you build solid relationships with buyers, this is how you're gonna get to the closing table quickly. So I learned what my buyers want. I started off with one, two buy, one or two buyers and I grew that from one to four, and now I have about 4,000 buyers. However, do I work with them all the time? No, I'm not a traditional wholesaler. Wow. Most of them just say, hey, I don't care who buys it. I just want it sold. Wow. But for me, I have about five or six that I work with that buys from me every single month. Um, they're They're meeting a quota for their office and they want to buy a certain amount. I know what their buy box is. And within mm-hmm. that buy box, I'm not sending them what they don't want or need or having to guess. And after you learn to, you know, learn the buyer and they look and they know you and trust you, you can start making suggestions to them. They're going to trust your judgment if they see that, you know what you're doing. So that's kind of what I did. I did a lot of meetings and taking them to coffee and meeting at their office. I was not afraid to say, Hey, when can I sit in front of you? And that's what it's going to take. If you want to do clean, good business, keeping it professional, not just guessing who is on the other end of these deals, because just like Mm -hmm. I'm a wholesaler, you have other wholesalers out there. And that was something that I felt I wanted to be separated from not being too good, but I want to make sure my deals are closing. So I don't want to give my deal to someone else that's practicing. I want my deal to get from, from me to the closing table. And Mm -hmm. That will be called a daisy chain. That means that my deal is going to go from me to another wholesaler to another wholesaler who has the buyer. I try not to do that. I try to take it from me to that buyer and eliminate all the other stuff.
0: I love how you said um, when you're networking with these individuals, you just pretty much ask them like, Hey, when can I sit in front of you? Like, when are you available? What's best for you? And so I really like how you're doing that um, and how you did that to actually build your networking and, and your skills. So, so, Can you go a little bit more about, um, I mean, really how to network? I feel like there's an art to networking, (laughs) but can you like kind of touch on based like what, like, what type of, um, you know, skills you use in networking um, when you're actually connecting with buyers and or sellers? I think that, and
1: and I'm just really big on um, being authentic. And I think that people respect you when you're yourself. Um, People can always respect a genuine smile and Mm -hmm. friendliness and they also know that i mean business so i come with a certain compassion and assertiveness all while saying hey i am capable of getting this done what do we need to do so yes i'm nice yes i'm cordial but i'm here to do Mm -hmm. business and i make that very very clear and when people can trust you and they feel like hey you know she said that all while smiling i felt great I got trust and faith in her that she's going to, you know, take the deal to the closing table. And, you know, one thing that I um, I did when it came to marketing and sitting in front of people is I followed up. I I gave them enough time. I tried to make sure that my schedule was bent to their schedules. Um, You know, something as simple as, Hey, you know, where can I go meet you for coffee? Or if I can't meet you at a coffee shop, One time I met a actual builder at the, at the site he was building it. It was his forever home. And he said, you know, Sheena, I wouldn't have shared this with anybody else where I'm going to be living. He said, but I I love how you do business. You're always eager and willing Mm -hmm. to learn more, but when you're around other people that are doing things at a bigger level than you, you should want to, get in front of those people you should want to be around them and those are the same people that give me referrals and I can count on their referrals being right. pretty much solid referrals it's it's almost like they say it's not uh what you do how you do it but it's also who you know
0: right right I think that's a big one as well again like you said who you know and and getting out there and getting in front of them and just being authentic that's that's the key word just being authentic so um it Another question I have. So if you're, say, for example, you're an introvert and you're trying to get into the business possibly, like, do you think that this business is for introverts?
1: I honestly think that there's so many components to this. I always teach all of my mentees when we're starting, Mm -hmm. you have to try a few things to know if you like it. Um, If you're a person that don't like to speak, then getting in front of that client may be difficult for you. However, you can do this virtually it's called virtual wholesaling you can get on the computer you can dig up the information you can find it now if you do better speaking to people over the phone then cold calling may be your thing if you've ever worked in a call center environment then cold calling might be your thing i'm a talker i love to talk i love to meet people i love to network so i have no problem getting in front of them but you know learning a new skill being an introvert um you know, it's it's one of those situations where, if you're not willing to change just a little bit in order to um, get this business going, it may not be the business for you. But you will have to speak to them at some point. You will have to meet them at some point, um, or or get on a conference call with them or Zoom. Some people are, are wanting to look at your face, and you're gonna have to actually get some some something done um, about it. So. You just take time and do it repetitiously and do it over and over, and then you're able to actually get comfortable enough in doing what, you, um, what, what this requires.
0: Let us kind of segue into a, another, I guess, going back into your business. And so I wanted to ask you, what are three like, most important things that um, you feel one would need to do in order to start and to be successful in wholesaling?
1: So uh, the first thing is uh, setting your mind and being dedicated and making sure that you are um, ready to be your own boss and you have to have a lot of willpower. You don't need to be, you're not going to be micromanaged. So you need to have that mindset to get up and go on your own. Um. So, and I said all of that to be one, you have to have willpower, you have to be able to get up and go, you have to be self motivated. Um, The second thing is, um, understanding that businesses have highs and lows, and Mm -hmm. not one day is going to be the same, but just as happy as you are about a win, please understand that we will take losses as entrepreneurs. And what I mean by the losses is not necessarily, we don't have to have money to do this. But they're going to be days when we don't make money. So it is very important that you are frugal when you start making money and not spending it and doing things and trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's part. It's important. <laughs> um yeah, it's important. And I'm saying that because you you only know if you learn from it. And at the end of the day, um the third thing that I think plays a key component is a consistency. You have to be consistent. Um I think that when you follow up and you tell someone you're going to do something, do just that. Mm -hmm. Um, People love that. And network, brand yourself. That's important. And I started to make a name for myself uh, within my city. I called my, 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 my brand and my line was Sheena Markets Greenville. Well, I outgrew that because not only was I doing this this marketing for uh, wholesaling in Greenville, I started to do it in other states. Mm-hmm. So that's where SMG came from. I created the call letters for Sheena Markets Greenville, and I turned that into SMG Financial. And I guess last but not least, be prepared to win. You got to be prepared to win. Um, you are what you think. Mm-hmm. You're in a, a product of your environment and start to surround yourself with people bigger than you and always stay learning. So those are things that I think has helped me to become what I am and helped me grow um, to the different uh, sectors of my business and
0: where I'm at today. Earlier, you talked about um, when you got started, kind of like to where you are now. Um, you said that you, of course, are work with, what, 4,000? You have a list of over 4,000 people how did you expand from Greenville? How did you get, you know, into other markets um, and actually expand your your business now?
1: So I am originally a native of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I never lived in Greenville. Um, So this is where I have settled for now. Mm -hmm. And I've lived in Georgia. I've lived in Florida. And I knew both of those states by the back of my hand. So I decided, hey, Why not test the waters? If this is about doing something in an area that you're familiar with, I knew those areas. So I did. I got a little bit acquainted with North Carolina. So those were my four states that I started to look at. And then as I started to network with the investors, I started to learn, hey, where else do you only buy in South Carolina? Whether other states were states like North Carolina or our neighboring states like Georgia. So I was able to start to look by putting the same practices that I am putting for South Carolina in place, I implemented those same things um, into place so that I can find property as well in those other States.
0: Nice. Nice. Now you talked about implementing that word stood out to me just now. So how important are SOPs in your business in order to implement and grow?
1: Um, It's extremely important because if you're not, if you're not, first of all, it goes back to consistency. Okay. Mm -hmm. It goes back to consistency. It goes back to, um, even branding. It goes back to, um, the list is 4,000 strong. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not communicating with 4,000 buyers every day. I don't even get 4,000 properties every day, Mm -hmm. but what steps are you putting in play? Make sure that you're not losing any buyers. So regardless of whether those buyers are buying, okay, mm-hmm. how do you keep them? How do you keep them? And I'm sorry, something just popped up on my screen. How do you keep them um interested? And how do you make yourself important enough to them so that when they see you send them email, a text or a call that they're ready to take your calls, you have to um, have a certain system in place. You have to have things like CRMs. You have to have um, certain software that I've learned to use and manage and make it work for my business. And those are the things that I kind of go over with all of my mentees. It's not just about being able to speak and talk, as we talked about introverts earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be able to use necessary software so that you can um, completely make your business functional because if you're going to be a one, two, three, four investor type person, then that's fine. You could probably do this just from your computer. You could probably do it just from your phone, but if your business is ever going to grow, you have to implement those things and put, put everything into play. And those are the things that I teach people in my uh, mentorship. So I won't give it all away, but (laughs) there are steps that you have to implement in order to make it grow and to make it work, and as they say, consistency wins. But also, being crafty enough to not completely reinvent the wheel. You don't have to reinvent something that's already working. Right. You have to figure out what flows. Um, we also use a, a variety of different marketing tools. And when you start out, you cannot compete with the gurus. They're spending forty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars a month in marketing. Right. I didn't have 100 dollars a month to spend in marketing. <laughs> so what do you do? <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. You have to um you have to go with the old school methods. They still work. Mm-hmm. A little bit more time and then as your business is growing, you you can implement those things and those methods and those uh the the tools and softwares into place so that you have a flowing business, a business that's generating income without you having to actually leave your house, without you um, having to do cold calling by hours of the day. Mm-hmm. So phone. if you're doing this consistently, in 18 months, your phone should be ringing, your phone should be, uh, you should be getting calls from people letting you know, hey, I know this is what you do. Um you should have a line dedicated for people like those homeowners that want to sell. So I have a a, a dedicated line for inbound and that is just as I say free money because now if they're calling me, I know that they're interested. Mm-hmm. So this business is just all around um I love it. I get excited about it. I never get tired of it mm-hmm. and when you love something it doesn't feel like work. So I I think implementing those steps, putting the softwares that you would need into place, learning everything that you can about it, eat, sleep, breathe this material, because if you know what you're doing, you will be successful in this. And even with women, um, I, I want it to be a little bit different in the beginning because I think that that's everyone's, Uh, forte. Everybody wants to be the boss woman Mm -hmm. or everyone wants to be the boss Mm B or everyone wants to be the I am woman. Well, we are women. And guess what? I don't need to point that out. I should just be able to walk into a room and get the same respect as that man that's making a $100,000 a month. Yes, I don't want to have to announce that I'm the woman. Clearly I am. (laughs) So I came up with my branding and I called myself the wholesale queen. One of my investors just Called me that one day, and I took it, and I ran with it, and I said, "That's my next thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call myself the wholesale queen," and and that's what I did.
0: Awesome, I love it. I love it. The wholesale queen. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And y'all have we're, we're gonna get more into it, but if y'all haven't already, check her out after this. Definitely check her out because. Again, the what you're hearing now is a lot of game, um, a lot of knowledge, a lot of years, sweat, blood, tears has to put into this industry and into her business. So make sure that you follow up with her after this. But I also want to kind of segue into um, what you talked about earlier with mentors and mentees and the products and services that you use. So what kind of services and or products do you currently offer for those who want to actually get into the game?
1: So I do a one-on-one mentorship and I know that I don't know when this is going to air, or when the people are going to get this, but we are in December guys. And I promised myself that I would give mentorship a good two-year run. And I've been running this now for two years. Um, I will be uh, venturing to a different model. Um, I'm going to make a module for people that is a little bit more affordable um, because this is affordable. Mm-hmm. However, It takes a lot of time and I want to continue to interview people before I say yes to them taking my mentorship because I don't want that individual that's coming to me and they're saying, Hey, this is my last 1000 or $1,100. I need you to turn water to wine. And it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Excuse me. And, and whenever a mom or a dad is going through financial hardship, And they come and they say, hey, I'm at my last straw. I need something to happen. I don't want them to have to move in desperation. So it is important to me that I take consultations. um, I talk to the person. I screen them. I actually screen people before I accept them in my mentorship because at the end of the day, I want to know that this is serious for you. Because if you're paying me to show you how to do this, this is still my time, no matter what. I can't get that time back. Right. I want you to be able to succeed at it, not because you're under pressure, not because your life is dependent on it. I want it to be of ease. So I offer a, a one-on-one consultation in the beginning. And if an individual decides they want to take my mentorship, that consultation is not free. I charge for it. An attorney is going to charge you for a consultation. Mm-hmm. If you go to to, to get a, a done, they charge you to do that. So I charge for that. However. If they decide to take my services, that consultation will be applied to the mentorship fee. No, no loss on their end. Wow. So that's, and, and I'm sorry, time is very important. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that Um, when we're entrepreneurs. So that removes a lot of people and it's not an expensive fee, but they look at it like $59 for 20 minutes. Yes. My 20 minutes is worth $60 to me. Yeah. And if you're serious, That $60 won't mean anything, but, hey, I'm trying to get into this. I want to succeed, and I'm going to pay the $60. And if you decide to sign up, that $60 is uh, taken away from the total overall cost. So I offer one-on-one mentorship. And as of 2023, that mentorship price is going to go up. It's going to go up. And it's going to go up because I have so much more that I can offer Um, to someone that's interested in doing it one-on-one, I think I've given it a fair run and I've learned a lot about people in this process and I will, um, make a module so that individuals can affordably afford taking my mentorship for those people that cannot do it at a specific date and time. Now they'll be able to pace themselves. So I will be coming out with a module and they'll be able to actually pace themselves and work at their own pace. Um, and I think that not everyone learns at the same level. Um, someone can be on with me and I'm teaching it to them, but they may not be a actual physical learner. They might need to see it. They might need to read it. So I want to have something that can cater to almost anyone. And as of 2023, I will be doing that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love that you actually um, set that goal, that time frame, to say, okay, I'm going to test this out. I'm testing out this product and this service. I'm learning my core customer. I'm learning, you know, their likes, their what-ifs, their, you know, things that, you know, their pros and cons or whatnot. And then I'm going to, of course, implement it. So I really love how you took your time to do that um, because everybody is like, of course, it's just the whole, even with social media, the get rich quick, the, all the things that you see, you know, it's so fast-paced, fast-paced, and they think it's fast-paced. Um, and like you said, um, not you're trying to make sure that you can't turn, that you're not turning water into wine. But I heard the yes. other day on a podcast where someone said, um, it was actually the Bigger Pockets podcast with Rob Deerdick was the guest on there. He said um he thinks of real estate as wine, that's fine aging wine. So I was like, oh, yes. I love that, that that correlation. I like that, right? right? I like that. Yeah. So I was like, wow. when you said that, I was like, oh yes, that is so true. Like this, you how you have to again nurture it. You have to, of course, you know, take your time, smell it, taste it, breathe it. And then, of course, let it age to perfection. So, And,
1: and, and, and that's true. You're going to have some people that want to just test the water. So I got a product for the water testers. I got a $99 product. It's five steps to get started in wholesale. They can purchase that. And usually it's five steps. It's literally five steps. I give them five things that they can do, five um, different methods. I give them software. I tell them what to do, but it's not quite enough because there's thousands of different scenarios that you're going to get when you're wholesaling houses. So now if they decide in three months, they really want to move forward. I have an ebook, read the ebook. You can get the ebook. Um, It's $11. It's digital. It tells you exactly what I did to um, go from $5,000 a month to $100,000 a month, and I did that consecutively over and over. Um, It's not something that I tested once, and then I went and started teaching people. It took me seven months to decide that I was going to mentor. Then after I built the mentorship, I decided, okay, wait a little bit. Because the worst thing you can do is start teaching people something and you know, you, you worry about the naysayers. You worry about, am I doing this right? You worry about a lot of different things, but I I just want to encourage anybody. If you know that you're doing uh, or or you're teaching people um, everything, the way that you've learned, that's all you can do. You can show people what you have done that works for you. And that's what I'm doing. I'm out here showing everyone what's worked for me over time. Um, it it hasn't failed me yet. It's still going. We're in what we call a recession right now. And I'm still fine. I'm still fine. I'm still doing business. I'm still mentoring. And I, I will say to anybody that wants to learn how to wholesale, this is no walk in the park, but you can be extremely successful in this. You can be a mom. You can be a single dad. You can be a grandma. I have a 65 year old student and she does well for herself. And guess what? It's perfect. She sits at a computer. She's out of state. I have two Canadians. So there are students everywhere. I mean, I have students everywhere. Um, I've grown tremendously with my mentorship. And I know that now it's time for me to scale it up a notch, because higher level, you got to you, you got to make it better for other people. So I'm ready to take that to the next level and go into the new year with a bang. And I'm, I'm like 2023. Let's go.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm laughing because I'm like, that's going to be, that was going to be my next question is where do you, you know, where is your business going to be going within the next year or a couple of years? Like, where are you taking your business? So.
1: So in the next year, um, I did what we call a, a, a little ebook. Um, I will do a full book. Um, I will be um, getting that book prepared. It's already it's already in the making. Um, As I said, I am taking the price up. I will do a launch date for the new mentorship because this mentorship is not going to be every single client. It's not designed for every client. I don't want it to be for every client. Um, However, I will offer that um, digital course and module and, That's for whoever wants to buy it. Um, People always make the mistake in not taking that next step and not uh, moving forward. They're afraid of what's going to happen. If, If you sold one part of your service, you've done something. You've helped someone. So never discount what you have to offer. There are people waiting to hear what you have to say because even if you think it's small, someone else doesn't know that. So you can't think about the people that may know more. Those are not your clients. I think about the people that need to know the tidbit in the beginning. So I do have uh, different uh, digital products that I give out that are freebies. And it says wholesaling for beginners because that's who I cater to. So there's uh, there's a, a lot of places that I foresee um, SMG going to the next level. Um, I've even started local meetups here. I have a, a team big enough now here locally in Greenville. Um, some of my students in other states are like, "Oh, they're so lucky that they, they get to come and sit with you every day." And I'm like, "No, I'm lucky that I get to sit with them mm-hmm. and I get to work hands on with them because without them, there would be no Team SMG." Um, the Facebook community is growing, and I mean, I'm I'm just shocked. Like, I I did not expect this to turn into all of this. SMG Financial was just a a, a local investment firm that I started. So that I could close my deals under and it turned into, so never, never stunt your own growth. Like you don't have to do that. You got enough haters on the sideline trying to <laughs> stop your shine. But in this life, believe enough in yourself and watch God make it unfold. It will unfold for you.
0: Awesome. Amen. Before we wrap this up, um, because I know again, you're a mother and you're busy and you got a lot going on. Um, I did want to ask you one more question. And I asked this, try to ask this to all okay. of our guests. Um, so the question is what does legacy mean to you oh that's important because I speak about legacy
1: and legacy well first of all thank you legacy for having me (laughs) but (laughs) legacy means leaving I, I feel like leaving the how can i sum this up that that that's an amazing question so i feel like legacy in a nutshell is leaving something behind unspeakable that no one else can ever um ever do like that is that is your own gift to the world to your children to your family and it can't be done again because it's what your legacy is. It's your legacy. Um, I feel like legacy is for generations. I feel like legacy is uh, for grandchildren. I feel like legacy is for the kids that will sit around 40 years from now around a Christmas tree listening about what you've done. Um, And legacy is just a, a dream away from being perfect, but you're leaving something for the family members and the ones that love you dearly behind. And I, and I, 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 that's an amazing question. I think I could go on for hours about that. Yes,
0: it is. And
1: look, I know this is a, this is a podcast that I get asked the question, but what, Mm -hmm. what is legacy to you? Yes.
0: Uh, You know what? It, it, like you said, it's an all encompassing thing. Um, But again, Mm. I agree with you where it is. What is your gift? your God-given gift that you are able to actually share with the world because he gives us these gifts and he wants us to share them. Right. So that's what I think legacy is, is having you, you know, using your own gifts that you were given because everyone is given different gifts. Um, you know, we may think it's the same gift, but again, everyone is different and how you use it is of course going to be different. So um, taking those gifts and being able to, of course, spread them and share them with the world so that you're able to, you know, again, help others. Mm. Um and of course help your own lineage, your own line as well. Um, help build them up yes. as well. So that's what I think uh one little part of what I think legacy is and what it means. Legacy. To me. yeah.
1: That's why I said we can go on for hours. We can start a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. on legacy. Um, because it's just so much more. Like when you said that, it gave me chills through my body. Because I'm just like, wow, where do I begin? There's so much that I think about legacy. Yes. Um, I, I'm not gonna be here to explain the rest of legacy. That's how deep it is. Right. But legacy is definitely um something really unexplainable. It's it's unimaginable. Um, and I I think that if more people understood what they do now affects their overall future even if they're no longer existing that they would pay more attention and understanding what legacy is and what it means if people do what's right Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're leaving biblically it talks about leaving something for your children's mm-hmm. children's children right so that is legacy yes. and it's not about financial right it's it's so much more
0: that part that part i was going so to also to add it's not just about the monetary monetary portion of it it's so much more and it's crazy But like, again like you said we can go on and on and on and you know even just touching base and seeing uh you know the things that are going on in the news lately um you know with with other specific you know people and and things have happened recently I don't want to touch on it too much but you know just seeing some of the legacies that they've left behind um
1: it's it's been
0: it's uh been a true eye-opener lately these last these last yes (laughs) month-ish
1: and you've actually um I don't know if you you realize it. Um, and I, I don't care, to I can share this with you. Um, the week that um, we were supposed to initially, initially do this, um, a couple things kept happening. Um, and one of them was my mom being in the hospital. And, you know, I constantly think about as a mom, what's going to happen if I have to leave this place and what's going to happen, who's going to be there for my Mm -hmm. daughter. And it's a little bit different when you only have one child, um, because I think that's every mom's worry, Mm -hmm. like what's going to be left or what happens if I leave before she's an adult, who's going to care for her. Those are the things that we think about as parents. And that is why I try to make sure that I make all of my days Mm -hmm. count and you can never be prepared for something like that, but you were, Um, actually, you know, you helped with your message that you sent me, um, because I'm a, I work, 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 work. And in that mere moment, I think maybe God was trying to slow me down and say, Hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay. This is why you're working. You are okay. You're working so that you can do things like care for your mom or care for a sick loved one that uh, needs you. And that's what legacy is. Legacy is not about, working so hard that you're enslaving yourself to time you some people how they say some people work to you know or want to make money or get rich so that they can show off but we should be making money to disappear so that we can do the things that mean the most Ooh, to us
0: I love that I love that oh my goodness wow yeah. I have that's that's a bar like we need to go ahead and put down the shirt <laughs> <laughs> we're making money to disappear right. I love it. I love it. So yes. like I said, having those yes. systems in place, having things in order so that when, you know, something does happen at the drop of the dime, because we're not, you know, again, when nothing is guaranteed, we can be able to go ahead and say, oh, that, can, you know, that's running itself right now. I got a team that's taking care of itself. Let me handle this because this is more important. So I love it. Yes. Love it. Love it.
1: And it it took, honestly, you guys, she and I haven't met each other outside of connecting on social media, but it took someone that I didn't even know to tell me, hey, it is okay. Don't worry. We will get to this. Take care of your mom. Go with your mom. But in that moment when you told me that, that relieved me of so many other obligations Mm -hmm. that I felt like I had to take care of. And I was just like, towels down. I threw the towel in at that moment. I said, okay. I paced myself and I drove there. I didn't I didn't drive eighty or ninety there. I I drove yeah. Yeah. in peace. And it was your message that helped me oh, get there.
0: Awesome. I'm so glad that I was able to be a vessel <laughs> for that day to, to, yes, to share you that message you with were. you. So whew, you were you I were. love it. I love it. and again we can okay, talk more offline, but just having this podcast is being able to connect with amazing women who are doing great things who um, uh, most are, are mothers and have a lot going on. But then again, we're understanding and taking time to uh, grow and to build up each other up and to uh, nurture each other through this journey. So yes. I love it. I'm, I really love it. Yes. I appreciate you.
1: How they say collaboration every day, all day. I don't even to, we don't have to speak about conversation. Yes. Collaboration is it. And we have to get past the point of, understanding that all of our gifts are totally uh different and we don't have any, because you said it earlier we all have different mm-hmm. gifts even though we may feel like we we're the same we're not we we all bring something totally different that is why he gave us our own fingerprints and our own identity mm-hmm. and we can all contribute to uh life and to the world yes
0: yes that's that that, that whole part i love it <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um let me um actually we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up, but um can you tell our listeners where they can follow you um and connect with you after this?
1: Yes, absolutely you guys. So my name is Sheena Mullins. Um I am known as The Wholesale Queen. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok under Learn with The Wholesale Queen. And be sure to follow and make sure you're actually following this lovely lady right here on the legacy. Yes. Um, that's how I found her. And I am glad
0: that she brought me here. See this. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much again for gracing your presence here on the legacy builder podcast. Um, again, my name is Lori. And also please make sure that you like comment and subscribe to the legacy builder. We are available on Instagram, Facebook, youtube on down youtube so make sure you check that out and follow us there and available on all podcast streaming platforms including apple amazon now and spotify so thank you so much again miss sheena yeah. the wholesale queen thank you and everybody. um we look forward to of course seeing you or having you listen to the next episode all right bye
1: i will i will be here and i will spread the word i love everything Yay. about it awesome
0: awesome thank, thank you, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. Thanks for listening. Until next time.